I got my miracle. 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 This is the place for miracles. Hi there, and thanks for joining us today. I'm Lindsay Roberts, and I really am excited about talking to you today. I'm excited about getting to share the Word of God with you, and I pray starting right this second that God begins to open up your heart, open up your ears, and God begins to bless you beyond measure. I pray for you right now to receive the healing power of God from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, for God to minister to you in every area of your life. We're going to talk about being a stubborn mule and whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing, and we're going to look at it scripturally. What is stubborn mule in the Bible? Well, it's possible. We're going to talk about that, Matthew 21. And I pray it's a blessing as we learn about what God has for us through potential. But more than that, I pray you have an amazing day and you start it off with prayer and that God blesses you in Jesus' name. All right, now if you have the um, wherewithal to think about how many times you've been called a stubborn mule, let's talk about that. Let's talk about is that a compliment or is that not a compliment? If you think about how many times you've called somebody a stubborn mule, is that a compliment or was it meant to be something that needs to be addressed in perhaps a negative way that needs to be corrected? Well, sometimes, you know how they say we throw the baby out with the bathwater? Sometimes it'd be easy to throw the stubborn mule out with the mule. That just because there's some stubbornness there doesn't mean that there's not also some potential there. That if perhaps the stubbornness can be turned into a blessing, then the mule as well could be a blessing. Blessing. Is that possible? Is it possible to take the whole package? And if you have to take the whole package and not throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak, is it possible that the whole package can be redeemed? Hmm, let's look at the Bible. If we look at Matthew in the 21st chapter, we're going to look at Matthew 21 and start with the second verse, but I'm going to back up a little bit and explain the first verse. This is when Jesus comes in He's coming in near Jerusalem and he has a job to do. Now we talk about um, Palm Sunday, which we would call leading up to Easter Sunday. And we talk about words like the Passover time. Well, this is a, a time in the Bible when Jesus is getting ready to go through the gates of Jerusalem in what we would traditionally say something like Palm Sunday. And we see the people cheering him, waving palm branches. And as this uh, event is happening, it would be the forerunner to him being turned on and then being crucified. Now, Jesus knows this pathway very well. He knows this is what he came to earth to do. He came so that we could have life and life more abundantly, and that would include the journey to the cross. Leading up to that journey, the week before he's going through Jerusalem, and he says this, as they came into the village, he said, quote, go into the village. This is what he's saying to two disciples. Immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. Now, a lot of times when we read this passage, we know about Jesus riding on this small donkey going into Jerusalem and the pathway of that. We focus on Jesus and we focus on the little donkey, the little colt, the little mule, however you want to say it. The Bible calls it donkey and we're going to just stick with that. And it says you'll find a donkey and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. 
Now it talks about a little donkey, a little colt, the baby, that has never before been sat on. I want to read you something that makes a reference to that. Matthew speaks of two animals, whereas the evangelists sometimes talk about um, other evangelists in the Bible reference, a colt which Jesus sat upon. There's a couple of references to this. And like I said, sometimes we as human beings focus on it because the Bible also has another passage in this where they only focused on one colt. But here in the book of Matthew, this particular passage doesn't talk about a colt. Um, I believe the one reference it does says, loose him and bring him to me for I have need of him. But this one actually in Matthew, Jesus is quoted by saying, go into the village opposite you and immediately you'll find a donkey tied and a colt with her, loose them, bring them to me. Now, Jesus sat on the colt, and Mark tells us the colt had never actually been ridden before. And that's referencing Mark 11, verse 2. The mother, now this is the thing I've kind of studied out, and the more I, I look at it, it, it's really hard to get any great detail on it, but the more I look at it, the more I think this is correct. The mother was probably brought with the, the little colt to help the colt so that Jesus could ride on it. The mom was probably brought to help control the colt. Now you would say maybe it's an unbroken colt. You may say it's a young colt. You may say it's a colt that has not had the opportunity to be broken in the fact that not you break in half, but meaning um, that you have trained the colt. So the colt is not acting ugly and in rebellion. Now, if you look about when Jesus goes through Jerusalem, the gates are opened and Jesus comes in and they holler Hosanna. Now, Hosanna is very interesting. Hosanna has a couple of meanings. One of the meanings of the word Hosanna that we, we recognize is like a praise word, Hosanna in the highest, they're shouting praises. Hosanna also means save me, save me now. So the people are not only reaching out to Jesus as the Messiah or as the Savior, but the one save me, that it's much more personal. Not I'm praising the Savior, but I'm asking the Savior to save me. I need your impartation here. I need your help. I need your blessing. So this was a very interesting and what I would consider all important time for Jesus to be on a colt going into the city of Jerusalem where people are waiting. And this is the time, if you look back historically, where this colt is brought in and the high priest rides on the colt. Once the high priest has gone in to, I believe it was Bethlehem, get a lamb without spot or blemish as best he can, and then bring the lamb in, that lamb would be for the sacrifice so that the people would have their sins brought back, remitted, removed for the one year until this episode happens again and again. But in this particular case, this is Jesus coming forth as the lamb that will go to the cross that we'll never have to have this episode happen again, that he would be there taking on the stripes on his back, he would be crucified for the sins of man. He is now wiping the slate clean, not as the little lamb from the high priest did as tradition, but Jesus would be going to the cross as our savior. So to me, this week leading up to it, Palm Sunday we might call it, is, oh my goodness, so important. Okay, so think about that. Why would he pick a colt that has not yet been broken? Why would he pick a colt no man has ever ridden on? Why would he risk that this colt, this little baby donkey, could act ugly? He could act up. He could be a stubborn mule. He could behave badly. He could throw Jesus off. He could, he could, he could do anything. And then they bring the mama there to lead the pathway. It's amazing to me that sometimes as mamas, 
We know we've got a little stubborn mule on our hands, but we don't always know what to do with them, and we don't always know if even God can fix them. Well, I'm here to tell you that this scripture is a very interesting reference to the fact that Jesus brought forth the mama and the baby, and he didn't ride the mama. He didn't ride the mama who also probably went ahead and led the way because she behaved properly. Sometimes in life, there is potential that has not yet been tapped into. There's potential that has not yet been recognized. Sometimes in life, we have to recognize that the apple seed has not yet grown up into the full-blown apple and apple tree. Sometimes in life, we recognize that this acorn is just an acorn, and it hasn't had the chance to mature and become that mighty oak tree. And somehow in this scripture, knowing how important it was for Jesus to do this thing properly, there's a lot of history to going through the streets of Jerusalem during this time. And during this time, Jesus chose to use a little rebellious one, to use the one that might not necessarily be perfected yet. Well, I'm not saying just keep on being rebellious and just think you can be just peachy and dandy and you can do anything you want and Jesus will still use you. Well, that's up to God. But I'll tell you what he did. He sat on him. He sat on him. Have you ever heard the expression, you're riding my back, get off my back? Jesus kind of rode his back. That's colt to get into the city. He had to ride on him, perhaps to ride on his rebellion, perhaps to steer him properly, perhaps to get him in the right direction, perhaps to get him to behave, knowing that once he behaved, he had a mighty, mighty important job ahead of him. Sometimes we allow our stubbornness to keep us in our stubbornness. And maybe, just maybe, God can't use us. But perhaps if we allow the Holy Spirit to sit on our back a little bit, spiritually speaking, to ride our back a little bit, spiritually speaking, to put a little weight on us, spiritually speaking, perhaps then when God does that, he can keep us in the right pathway. He can keep us from going the way of being kind of a wild child because I'm not saying it's perfect. I don't know about this donkey. We don't have an enormous amount of information about it, but he picked the young one. He picked the one that had not been broken. He picked the one that had not been ridden. Probably picked the one that would have been a little rebellious instead of the mama. But I tell you this, sometimes there's the perfect ones and sometimes there's the little rebellious ones. And God sees the potential in both. And we have to allow God to see the potential in us. And then when he does, ask God to show you the potential in you. And when he does, ask God how you can get to where you can be used properly. Yes, I believe that God can use anything and anybody at any time, any way he plans and any way he wants. But sometimes when we yield, sometimes when we submit to the Holy Spirit and we allow the Holy Spirit to ride on us a little bit, Sometimes that helps the pathway to go straight. That helps the pathway to be easy. The Bible talks about his yoke is easy, his burden is light. Easy means it fits, it's proper. If we allow God to steer us, if we allow Jesus to direct our path, if we allow the Holy Spirit to kind of sit on us a little bit, is it possible that all the things that we think of in the flesh and we think of in the natural that may never come under subjection, is it possible that through the Holy Spirit, he can so guide and direct our path that we can be used 
in ways that we never dreamed possible. Not sure how that mama colt was, the mama donkey was thinking of her little colt. I'm not sure how she thought at all, but I wondered if the day that colt was born, she was thinking, hmm, this child will carry the Messiah. I'm not sure what Mary, the mother of Jesus, was thinking. I'm not sure this one and that one. I'm not sure what you're thinking. But is it possible that we, when, when we subject ourselves, when we submit ourselves, when we give ourselves over to the Holy Spirit, and we say, here am I, Lord, send me. Here am I, use me properly, Lord. Lord, if there's anything in my heart, search my heart. If there's anything in my heart that you'd like to correct, if there's anything in my heart you'd like to steer in the right direction, if there's anything in my mind, my will, my emotions, my soul, my spirit, my body, if there's anything that you need to kind of work on and steer me in the right direction so that you can use me for your kingdom and for your glory, here am I, Lord, send me. If you're thinking about that, then I pray for you right now. I pray for you not to look at your flaws and your faults and your shortcomings as sometimes we have a tendency to look at our own stubbornnesses or our own this or I think I made that word up. As we look at our own flaws and that we look at our own imperfections. But instead, let's look at our own potential through the eyes of God. Let's look at our own potential when it becomes through Christ who gives me strength. Let's look at what we can do all things for the kingdom and the glory of God when we allow the Holy Spirit to infuse the Spirit of God into us so that we can be a blessing. God said, I'll bless you so that you can become a blessing. If that's in your heart today, if that's a part of what you would like from the Father, I pray for God to bless you today for God to work with you through his Holy Spirit, for God to search your heart, for God to do a mighty, mighty work in you so that he can do a mighty, mighty work through you in the name of Jesus. I pray that you are blessed beyond measure. I pray you're blessed so that you become a blessing. And I pray according to the word of God that no matter where you started out, no matter where you seem to be right now, the Holy Spirit can work with you and you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Thank you for tuning in to the Place for Miracles podcast. If you would like to receive prayer, call our Abundant Life Prayer Group at 918-495-7777 or go to oralroberts.com prayer. Our website also features uplifting articles, online Bible classes, books, and other resources to help build your faith in God. If you'd like to support the outreaches of the Oral Roberts Ministries, please go online to oralroberts.com to make your donation today.